This episode is sponsored by Great Dane Trailers. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to investigate how the Internet of Things, or IoT, is making the transportation industry more connected. IoT has been a big focus in the technology sector in recent years, but it's not new to trucking. In fact, many fleets have been using telematics and asset tracking for decades. But what is new is a dramatic increase in the number of sensors on vehicles and the amount of data they're capturing. At the same time, onboard technology has become much more widespread as a result of the federal mandate requiring electronic logging devices in the cab of nearly every long-haul truck on the road. But what's next for telematics and connected vehicle technology? How will IoT shape the future of the trucking industry? We'll set out to answer that question in this episode. To learn more, I recently sat down with Henry Popplewell, president of SkyBits at American Trucking Association's Management Conference and Exhibition in San Diego. We'll play that interview later in the program, but first, we're excited to welcome Scott Suterik, Vice President of Commercial Vehicle Solutions at Geotab, a provider of telematic systems and ELDs for the trucking industry. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Thanks for having me, Seth. So I want to talk about the Internet of Things, or IoT. You know, this has become something of a buzz phrase in the technology world in recent years, but it is one of the defining technology trends of our time, and uh, that's certainly the case in transportation as well. Uh, of course, IoT isn't new to transportation. You know, we've had telematics and asset tracking and connected vehicle technology for many years now, but it is expanding rapidly in a lot of interesting ways, and Geotab is very much a part of that. Uh, so, Scott, just how much more connected is the trucking industry today compared to where it was, say, a decade ago? I mean, I think generally speaking, uh, many of the larger truck fleets have had telematics for quite some time now. What I think you've really seen over the last decade is a shift to smaller to medium-sized fleets who are now embracing telematics from a technology standpoint. Um, and they're using it for a variety of things. It could be as simple as compliance with hours of service rules, or it could be something safety-related or productivity-related. Or quite frankly, it could be any number of other things, but we're really seeing uh, smaller fleets to medium-sized fleets who have really taken up this technology in the last decade. Become far more ubiquitous across the whole industry, not just something that the you know the biggest fleets are doing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, costs have come down substantially. The technology's gotten better, and uh, it's something for 10,000 unit fleets all the way down to small mom and pops and everywhere in between. Let's also talk about how mobile devices have changed in-cab communications in the trucking industry. So, of course, uh, fleets have traditionally installed hardwired terminals in their trucks to enable communications and tracking, electronic logging. Uh, but today, many fleets and drivers are using smartphones and tablets for a lot of those same functions. So how has the mobile revolution changed telematics and trucking? That's been another big trend. And how do you see that evolving in the future? Yeah, I mean, exactly to your point. I mean, uh even let's say five, six years ago plus, um, or even more recently, we've had uh, providers offering a large uh, terminal style uh, devices in the cab that could cost a thousand, two thousand plus dollars uh, with proprietary software. Um, and really today what we're seeing is a huge embrace of Android and Apple based uh, technologies. Um, and then we're even seeing uh, devices come down substantially in pricing cab. Uh, from the, uh, the computer side of it, where, you know, in the old days, it might cost a thousand bucks. Today, you can get a Go device uh, retailing for around a hundred bucks. 
Um, and so the price has really come down and we're seeing more and more tablets and smartphones. Um, I mean, I think going into the future, you're going to continue to see that, um, especially as the driver uh, age comes down. Uh, folks who are in their 20s and 30s have grown up on technology and this is what they're used to. So you're going to continue to see more of that is my belief. Got it. And, you know, another trend I'd like to discuss with you is the shift toward tighter integration of telematic systems with the vehicle itself. Now, just for a recent example, uh, Volvo and Mack Trucks recently announced that they're offering Geotab's ELD platform through their own telematics hardware that comes uh, in the truck. Uh, so just let's look forward and, and uh, see where this is going. Uh, Scott, do you see telematic systems becoming increasingly factory installed and integrated with uh, the truck itself in the years ahead? I mean, I think OEMs um, are, are looking for connectivity for a number of reasons, but the primary reason is to keep that vehicle up and running. Um, so at the end of the day, if a vehicle's down for a day, uh, fleet will tell you it's between 700 and 1200 bucks a day um, in cost to their business. And um, the OEMs are really looking at ways to uh, essentially, how do we keep that vehicle on the road? And that could be anything from predicting failures ahead of time. It could be over the air updates. Uh, it could also be routing that vehicle into the appropriate shop. But at the end of the day, I think you're going to continue to see this uh, this progression of more OEMs installing telematics devices on not just maybe their class eight vehicles, but throughout their entire lineup. So, yes, I believe it will continue uh, to trend that way. OK. You know, and as you alluded to, you know, truck, truck makers really got into the telematics business uh, to assist with the vehicle maintenance. You know, that's their bread and butter. That's what they you know, is core to their business. And we've seen the rollout of all these remote diagnostics platforms. You know, every truck OEM has has a remote diagnostic system. Uh, and more recently, uh, over their updates, uh, remote programming. Uh, but again, it's pretty intrinsic, intrinsic to the vehicle itself. Uh, but, you know, Geotab, you know, as a third party technology supplier, you know, how do you uh, view, you know, your relationship with OEMs? I mean, obviously, you're, you're looking for ways to partner and offer you know, your services, your software as a, a third-party option. Uh, do you see that remaining a, you know, a complementary package, or could this potentially become competitive to your business, depending on what way it goes? Yeah, I mean, I think from our standpoint, it's definitely complementary. Um, I mean, from our point of view, this is, this is a trend that's going to continue in the industry, and uh, we're embracing it. Um, we've already made announcements. You talked a little about Volvo and Mac. Uh, we've also had an announcement with Ford. And you're going to continue to see more announcements in the months and uh, years ahead. I mean, my belief is, is that the OEMs are really utilizing telematics from a, a remote diagnostic standpoint, uptime perspective. Uh, there's really not a lot of interest in providing hours of service solutions, fuel tax reporting solutions, integrations with various third parties like TMS providers, um, and so on and so forth. So I really think that everybody has their uh, their part in the ecosystem. And quite frankly, uh, installation is a challenge. Um, and so if we can utilize something that's already factory installed, um, I think it makes a lot of sense. So um, definitely complimentary. And we're really looking forward to uh, working with OEMs, uh, uh, continue to work with OEMs now in the future. All right. It'll be very interesting to watch, especially as the OEMs move further with uh, at least telematics hardware, uh, you know, uh, increasingly factory installed on their vehicles. 
Great isn't just in our name, it's in our DNA. Great is our foundation, our promise, it's our call to action. Great is our outstanding commitment to our customers and our customers' customers, whose hard work drives us, inspires us. Great demands more, goes further, it leads the way, answers the call. From the first mile to the last, for the road ahead, for over a century, we've worked tirelessly to live up to our name and we'll keep working because great doesn't stop. Great Dane Trailers. Uh, I do want to uh, shift gears and, and look back at you know a big change that we've seen in trucking's regulatory landscape. Uh, of course, the, the federal ELD mandate went into effect two years ago. Uh, since then, virtually the entire long haul industry has been required to have some kind of technology platform in the cab. Uh, again, you know, to your point, not just the biggest players, but just about everybody who's operating in uh, long haul trucking uh, has to have an ELD at some point. Uh, just how has that changed the telematics market? Because you can do so much more, of course, beyond uh, electronic logging. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to it at, at a, a, a sort of a high level. So I mean, from a fleet standpoint, uh, obviously there's the uh, government mandate there. So you could use as little uh, of the uh, solution or as much of the solution as you want, right? So there's varying degrees of people who just want to be compliant and folks who really want to, uh, you know, take it to the next level and everywhere in between. So with that being said, I, I wanted to talk just a little bit about how the telematics industry from the, the providers has really um, shifted. So um, if you go on FMCSA's website, there's hundreds upon hundreds of uh, uh, self-registered ELD providers. And once you get up to the uh, more legacy providers, the people who have been doing this for quite some time, what we've really noticed is a, a really big consolidation. Um, so it could be anything from venture capital funds purchasing a number of telematics companies. It could be um, a mobile carrier. Um, we've even seen some tier one providers coming in and purchasing uh, various telematic providers here in North America and then also in Europe. Um, and so we've seen a lot of consolidation with a lot of the providers who have been household names for quite some time. On the flip side of that, this ELD mandates allowed a lot of, or has helped provoke a lot of money from Silicon Valley. So a lot of venture capital money has flowed into telematics companies. And so on the flip side of that, you also have a lot of startup companies um, who are heavily funded by um, Silicon Valley VCs uh, who are trying to make a name for themselves. And so really, it's really changed the uh, dynamics of the industry in which if you're a fleet now. You really have to look at your provider and say, okay, what is your end goal? What is your, um, you know, what are you bringing to market? Are you a tire company? Are you a VC company? You know, all those things that maybe previously you didn't have to worry about when there's only a handful of providers, you really got to think about now and really look at a company from A to Z um, and really determine if that's a, a good provider for you. I think that's become even more important as old faces change, new faces enter, um, and so on and so forth. So uh, there's been a lot of change, um, you know, with the ELD mandate since 2017. Uh, that's for sure. It's been, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, it's hard to keep track of it. Uh, you know, there's been so much change and consolidation to your point. And I think that there's, you know, almost uh, certainly going to be more as you just, you know, if you look at all the number of companies and devices that are registered with FMCSA, 
uh, seems like that it will just naturally will have to uh, thin itself out, you know, either through uh, competition or uh, M&A activity uh, moving forward uh, is that something we're watching closely. Um, but for those companies that purchased ELDs initially just to comply with the mandate, there's a, something they have to do, it's required by law, uh, and all they did was, uh, all we're going to do is electronic logging. Are you starting to see some of those companies uh, look at this, uh, look at ways to, to leverage the technology further and start to uh, utilize some some tracking and some other uh, capabilities beyond hours of service compliance? Yeah, I mean, and every fleet's a little different, but at the end of the day, there's some really low-hanging fruit, uh, things such as IFTA, rather than relying on your drivers. That can be automated. Uh, another big one is just general safety. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, safety is such a big part of what fleets are looking at nowadays. Um, so is my driver speeding? Is he making rapid decelerations? So rough start, or, uh, you know, decelerating quickly. Um, you know, it could also be looking at just uh, ADOS information coming off of the uh, the brake system that's factory installed. So there's a lot of things that people are starting to utilize um, that they might not have thought about previously. I mean, from our standpoint, what we really say is, you know, pick a couple pain points work with your telematics provider and see if you can solve those, you know, typically between one and three. Once you've solved those, let's focus on the next step, right? And continue on from there. So you don't want to bite off more than you can chew at one time. Uh, it's really a crawl, walk, run type approach. Um, before you know it, you'll be solving, you know, a significant amount of uh, concerns that you might have at your business. So um, definitely a gradual approach, but uh, we're seeing more and more fleets utilizing the technology that they already have. Okay. And, you know, as we've been discussing, you know, the trucking technology space has become highly competitive. Uh, you have, you know, the companies that have been in uh, the market for uh, multiple decades. You also have a lot of uh, venture capital funding startups and these new players in the industry. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, competition, but there's also, I think, still this sense of uh, coopetition, right, with uh, technology suppliers that may compete against each other in some areas of business, also working together to support joint customers. Uh, you know, Geotab, I think, is uh, interesting in that you have a, an open platform and a, and a marketplace with lots of uh, third-party apps and, and hardware add-ons. So I just want to get your take on this, Scott. You know, why is it important for you to partner with all these other technology companies rather than trying to do it all yourself? Yeah, I mean, great question. So, I mean, general philosophy is, is that there's a lot of folks out there who are Jack of many, uh, master of none. Um, and it's a, it's a really interesting approach because at the end of the day, every company only has so many resources. And if you know a third of the R&D is working on this and a third of the R&D is working on this and a third of R&D is working on this, uh, you're not going to have a best-in-class solution. So from a geotab standpoint, our core competency is telematics. Uh, we build the, uh, what we believe is the world's best telematics platform. And then for a third party, um, non-core solutions that are very important to our customers, uh, we partner with third parties who are best in class. Um, and that's how we've gone to market uh, for the last uh, 19 years. And we're going to continue to go to market. Um, we have great partners and, uh, you know, we're thrilled to continue working with them. And like I said, we want to be able to provide a solution that is truly the best of breed, not just, uh, you know, getting a third of the uh, R&D budget. So, 
um, that that's how we look at it. And, um, you know, I think our, our geotabs growth has, uh, has really shown that this approach is, uh, not only a great approach, but probably the best approach. All right. Well, before I let you go, Scott, I also want to get your thoughts about the industry's future. You know, we've been talking about IOT and telematics, um, and how it's grown and how it has developed over the years, but where do you see it going? How do you see, uh, and, and where do you see commercial vehicle telematics in the next 10 years? So, I mean, I think the, the first and foremost is continued connectivity. So what do I mean by that is you're going to continue to have other components on the vehicle um, or in the trailer uh, being connected. So um, recently we made an announcement uh, with Donaldson uh, where you'll be able to determine uh, the life expectancy of your, or what percentage of life the filter uh, has in the cab. So that's just one example of a part of the vehicle that wasn't connected, which is now connected. Right. Um, I think also in the future, you're going to see more and more trailers connected. Um, and within those trailers, skids. Um, so, you know, what what is exactly in that trailer? So you're going to continue to see more connectivity. So that that's one. Uh, the second one is driver focus. Um, obviously, there's a driver retention, driver recruitment issues in the industry. And I think that fleets are going to continue to become more driver focused when it comes to the driver experience in the cab. Um, and so you're going to continue to see more technology, technology that makes their life easier, technology that keeps them safer. Um, and really, at the end of the day, uh, it's their work environment and they want it, we want to make that as comfortable as possible. So you're going to continue to see that. And then the third one is just uh, increased theme on safety. Um, from a liability standpoint, um, as many of uh, your listeners know, uh, the some litigation costs for uh, safety or litigation costs for accidents has gone through the roof in certain parts of the country. And um, I think there's going to be an increased theme on safety, uh, even more above and beyond where it already is today. So you're going to see more integration with ADOS systems um, and additional reporting capabilities to help improve driver productivity, as well as most importantly, safety. Well, it'll be fun to watch all this uh, continue to, to come together, all these pieces. Um, you know, I really appreciate the conversation, Scott. I think that's a good place to, to leave it, though. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Great isn't just in our name, it's in our DNA. Great is our foundation, our promise, it's our call to action. Great is our outstanding commitment to our customers and our customers' customers, whose hard work drives us, inspires us. Great demands more, goes further, it leads the way, answers the call. From the first mile to the last, for the road ahead, for over a century, We've worked tirelessly to live up to our name, and we'll keep working because great doesn't stop. Great Dane Trailers. We're here in San Diego at ATA's 2019 Management Conference and Exhibition, and I'm very excited to welcome Henry Popplewell, president of Skybits, a provider of asset tracking technology for the trucking industry. Thanks for joining us, Henry. Yeah, thank you, Seth. Great to, great to be here with you, and uh, look forward to talking. Yeah, so one of the big technology trends that we've seen in recent years is the, is the expansion of the Internet of Things, or IoT. And I think it's hard to find a better example of that than what we've seen in the transportation industry. And at Skybits, you've been right at the forefront of that trend. 
uh, you know, it's nothing new uh, to, to track devices, but it's really expanded uh, just in the last five to ten years. So just how much more connected is the trucking industry today versus where we w- were, say, half a decade ago? Yeah, so it's, it's really a, a very exciting uh, question. And I've been saying a lot lately that, you know, we kind of live in an exciting time. The, the biz- business in general is evolving very fast, driven by a digital revolution. And that di- digital revolution is, in, in specific to transportation, enabling IoT technologies across truck fleets, driven by more and more customer demand for visibility, more and more company uh, searching for lowering cost, improving efficiencies. And so that drives uh, continued investment, and in, in I, would, I would even say ramped up investment around IoT technologies. And in fact, if, if you look at even the MC&E uh, event we're at here, there are a number of companies providing solutions to the industry. Yeah. And let's talk specifically about how trailer tracking has changed. I mean, this used to be dots on a map. You know, where's your trailer? Uh, but now we have all kinds of onboard sensors telling, if it's, telling us if the trailer is loaded, when the door opens, you know, whether the tires are properly inflated, and, and even more information. So how does that data change the way fleets are utilizing their equipment? Yeah, so it's, it's actually uh, remarkably different even than three years ago. And for a long time, the, everybody looked, viewed trailer tracking as really about driving utilization of equipment. Where is my trailer, and can I do more with less? Now what we've really started moving to is the concept of a smart trailer. And a smart trailer has a host of different sensor capabilities that deliver very valuable information back, not just to the operators and load planners of the fleet, but back to the maintenance individuals, back to executives in terms of uh, benchmarking and KPIs. So you, you think about the ability to know tire inflation and door openings and uh, arrival times and loaded and empty. It's it's much beyond just kind of a, a really fundamental where where is my trailer to a, a trailer that in many ways is in constant communication with our customer. Sure. And you know, just kind of along the lines of this trend, uh, Skybits actually just announced a new partnership with NCAP technology supplier Omnitrax. So what kind of, excited. Yeah, what types of new capabilities will we be able to provide through that partnership? Yeah, so we, we're excited about the uh, partnership with Omnitrax. Uh, thank you for mentioning it. Um, if, you, if you go back not all that long ago, Omnitrax and Skybit's one of the kind of really two big brands in the space around IoT technologies innovators. And so it's natural you, you bring those two brands together. Uh, so I think uh, there's some short-term us working together on uh, Skybits representing Omnitrax technology, Omnitrax representing Skybits technology, but what's more exciting is where we'll go together. So we're, uh, Omnitrax One is the platform that Omnitrax is uh, moving to. We will be a not only a provider within that, but we'll also be a co-developer. So we think about um, opportunities to improve uh, fleet performance, improve profitability, through the marriage now of the truck and the trailer. So really kind of advanced uh, uh, learning, machine learning, if you will, and really even something simple as making sure you have the right connectivity of the truck to the right trailer, and then really starting to be able to, both to a Skybits customer, to an Omnitrax customer, deliver valuable information about not just where the trailer is located, but the power equipment that's with it. Okay, and you see a lot of opportunity by combining all the uh, tractor information that Omnitrax captures and all the trailer information that, that Skybus captures. Yeah, absolutely. And, th- and that's been a source of uh, 
frustration many times for for big fleets and also for their drivers, not knowing, uh, you know, uh, clearly that the vehicle that I'm driving is, you know, connected to the appropriate trailer and being able to tell the end customer where that driver is with the correct equipment, with the freight that's being moved and when it'll arrive. You know, another trend that we've seen in other industry developments is uh, shippers are expecting far more from their carriers. They want shipment visibility, they want accurate ETAs, and they want their carriers to meet tighter delivery windows. You know, Walmart's on-time in full program is a great example of that. So what can fleets do to keep up with these rising expectations? Yeah, again, uh, I think that we're kind of at this age today where all of us as end consumers expect everything when we want it, where we want it, and we want visibility that that's going to happen. It's just our expectation. And as that carries over into our business lives, businesses now, shippers, uh, warehouse, distribution, everybody wants to know where is it, can I see it, when will it arrive, and so kind of that end-to-end visibility. It's, it's, it's really kind of a growth of the concept of where's my stuff, and yeah. so the ability to know where things are through the supply chain. We, we've been doing this for an awful long time, and the idea of supply chain visibility was always kind of a, a, a nebulous thing out there. Well, we're in a time right now where that, that's happening. Yeah. You know, there's. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that fleets today are already capturing a ton of data. You know, that's not new. Big data is, is here. Uh, the next step really is, is finding a way to utilize all that information. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, how can the, the industry move further by actually taking advantage of all this information that's now available? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a question that kind of has two parts of an answer. One is, in some ways, the data can almost become overwhelming. If you think about increasing not just trailer location data as an example, but loaded and empty, arrival times, departure times, all the different sensor capabilities. It can be an overwhelming amount of data. So I think that it it becomes uh, incumbent on companies like Skybits to be able to take that data, analyze it, uh, likely inject some type of intelligence to it, whether it's a, a machine learning or a business intelligence, algorithms, that then make that data completely actionable. Because now, I, I, it's it, the, the trailer tracking companies will take mounds of data, distill that down into really relevant information that allow maintenance operators, dispatchers, uh, operational folks to have good visibility to what's happening. Sure. And there's also been a lot of conversation in the industry about how fleets and shippers can work together to more closely uh, uh, find ways to, to reduce driver detention time. You know, driver detention time is such a, a hot topic in this industry. Uh, and, you know, at the same time, uh, fleets don't want their uh, trailers to become you know, mobile warehouses for the shippers. Absolutely. So there's also a utilization, trailer utilization piece of this. Uh, how do you see fleets using tracking data to address some of these issues uh, with both utilization of assets and also making sure that the drivers aren't waiting uh, too long? Yeah, so uh, in, the, in the fairly recent past, we, we've worked with our customers on uh, what we uh, a detention module that we have, which tells you arrival and departure time at a, a geofence location or a, a landmark, and then when it was the trailer was loaded, when it was re, uh, when it was filled again, so loaded and empty. All or, and all to deliver, uh, and then the ability to put in contract terms around what's your kind of uh, contractual arrangement with the shipper, and when can you enter a detention event. Mm-hmm. We do all of that, and frankly, I've I've tried to 
consistently say that's not really the, the goal. The goal yeah. is not to bill for detention, right? right? The goal is to have the driver satisfied and on the road driving and to have the equipment as utilized as it could possibly be. So I think in a way how you get there is through the data that Skybits delivers, but the real goal is not to create detention billing. The goal is to keep right. equipment moving. Yes, uh, absolutely. And you know, many many of the latest trailer tracking devices on the market are solar powered. Uh, that's been a, a fairly recent development. You know, how has that changed? What's possible for asset tracking now that you're using solar as a, you know kind of the primary source of power? Yeah. So uh, as you as as we've been talking about here with this kind of wild growth and proliferation of different sensor capabilities, one of the big challenges in trailer tracking from the very very beginning has been power conservation and battery life. Solar changes that whole paradigm. All the different sensor capabilities would overwhelm a, a, a device that we may have sold four or five years ago because it didn't have the solar uh, capability. And so as you put more and more information through the device, you're transmitting more and more frequently. Frequently, You're reporting, uh, we used to think a couple times a day was acceptable. Now it's 10 minutes. Right. We report every 10 minutes on the devices. That would not be possible without the power conservation that comes from solar. So in, in real simple terms, solar technologies have unlocked this yeah. idea of the smart trailer because it's yeah. made it possible. Great. And let's look ahead now. You know, so what's next for trailer and asset tracking? You know, what are the next advances on the horizon that you know, we can expect to see in the coming years? Yeah, so I think I alluded to this a little bit earlier, the concept of the smart trailer. It, uh, what, it, what that um, really opens up and does is uh, historically uh, investments in trailer tracking technologies were driven around equipment utilization and optimization of the equipment. Now you can actually... Uh, greatly impact the maintenance performance of the trailer through various sensor capabilities. So I think it's um, the, the, what the very next thing that's next is how do we sift through a lot of data that's being collected. The other thing that is next is we still have to work on the affordability. One of the mm -hmm. things that a lot of folks are not realizing, you know, they, they, they hear, well, I can keep track of my tire pressure, I can keep track of axle temperature. But each of those sensors that you add increases the cost of the investment. So we have to be really uh, conscious of continuing to drive the cost aspect down because those technologies are great, but they need to be affordable. Because mm -hmm. when you talk to a large fleet about deploying on their trailers, they could be thousands or tens of thousands of trailers. So there's both an, uh, a short-term economic drive of what's next, but also kind of the build-out of the intelligence around the sensor capability. All right. Well, it's all something, uh, all good stuff to watch. And uh, you know, one final question. You know, sure. we're we're here at ATA's management conference and exhibition, and you know, we're hearing a lot of uh, you know topics that are at the forefront uh, of the trucking industry. And this this ranges from you know driver hours of service rules, some of the proposed uh, changes there, uh, industry workforce development, and, and driver recruiting is a is a constant uh, issue, constant concern for the industry. We also hear about infrastructure improvements. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, personally, you know, what kind of topics are, are you most interested in discussing while you're here? You know, talking to your customers and, and other other attendees at the show. So, so I think there, there's there's really two. We're we're very interested in, uh, as is almost every attendee here, the area of drivers. Right, drivers are um, are, are first and foremost in terms of the priority. I, we, we like to work with our customers that they don't feel like they should increase their investment in their equipment, in, in, in this case, more trailers, 
for a driver satisfaction, right? So it's more about us being able to do the things we've talked about in terms of utilization, mm-hmm. in terms of a smart trailer to increase driver satisfaction. So that's right. that's kind of the, the real um, main topic because it's top of mind for my customers. And sure. we are successful because if our customers are successful. So if that's the, the thing that they want to hear about, that's the, what we work on. And then kind of this continuing to advance the idea of the smart trailer, mm. the intelligence that's gonna, that comes from that. Those are really the two kind of yep. big themes for Skybits. All right, great. Well, thank you very much, Henry. This has been a, a great conversation, but I think we're at a, a good stopping point here. Uh, thanks again for joining us. Yes, yeah, Seth, thank you. Good to see you. 10 everyday uses of transport topics on Alexa. One, while you get ready for work in the morning. Two, while you cook breakfast. Three, while you eat breakfast. Four, while you drive to work. Five, while you're at work. Six, while you eat your lunch. Seven, while you're driving home. Eight, while you cook dinner. Nine, while you eat dinner. 10, while, well, let's face it. It's one minute with today's biggest industry headlines. The listening options are endless. So why be confined to 10? Simply say, okay, Google, talk to transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to reconsider our original question. How will the Internet of Things shape the future of the trucking industry? As we've heard from our guests, transportation is becoming increasingly connected with more sensors, more data, and more insights to help trucking and logistics providers operate more efficiently. That trend will only expand in the future. Trucking companies will have even more information at their fingertips to help manage regulatory compliance and improve fleet operations and vehicle maintenance. And it won't just be the mega fleets harnessing that information. Small trucking operations will also be plugged into this increasingly connected freight ecosystem. We've truly entered the era of smart trucks and smart trailers. Telematics will no longer be a luxury but a necessity in this competitive business where shippers are demanding real-time information about their freight and higher levels of service from their transportation providers. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll continue the conversation about trucking technology in future episodes of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening.